Hey, Ricky, are, are we recording right now? Is this thing even on? Uh, bro, how many times I gotta tell you, hit the red button, dude. Ah, uh, well, here we go. Hopefully this will work. Today, I hope I get a couple of my picks right. What's up, everybody? It's the Irrelevant Sports Guys podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Ricky. What's up, guys? Today is November 2nd. We are just off of a Halloween weekend. I'm sure a lot. Yeah, man. How was your weekend, Adam? (laughs) It was good. It was good. Uh, We had a pretty adventurous Halloween night. You know, get dragged into doing the whole trick-or-treating thing. And we had to go meet up with another family uh, luckily, they Very did nice. have a golf cart, so we weren't doing a lot of footwork, at least early on. Kind of did fun. Did the wife dress up, or <laughs> just the kids? Uh, yeah, just Piper. She uh, she got some uh, Elsa that we got her dressed up as. Um, Jasmine did her hair and everything. She she thought she was big stuff uh, walking around with the whole single braid going down to her waist. Oh, nice. Uh, but kind of Very funny, cool. funny story with uh with Halloween night. We uh so like I was saying, we we met up with another family, and we were going to go to several different houses. Um, it's kind of weird here in Tifton. There's several parts of the town that were doing trick or treating, and then on Saturday, and then there's another section that was doing it on actual Halloween night. So we did ours on right. Saturday, uh, because it was close to our friend's house that had the golf cart which is very key because right. we did not want to do a lot of walking. Well, yeah. we get into going, you know, it's not quite dark yet. We're hitting a couple of houses. Everything's flowing good. Piper's saying thank you and all that, you know, like we taught her to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems right. like our parents are always like, did you say thank you? You know, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, um, we got her, you know, good bit of candy rolling and it's me, my wife, Piper, her two friends and the mom um of the two kids that were riding with us everything's going good and the sun goes down starts getting darker we're like we're gonna hit a few more houses and on our way back which is now about 12 to 16 blocks away from their house the battery on the golf cart dies yes very nice (laughs) and awesome (laughs) and so the mom which owns the golf cart she's like i know i charged it and she's this like really awesome runner she runs all the time like that's like her thing and me and jasmine are always like that's not what we do like we're the more couch surfers not our our thing exactly not our thing exactly and so she proceeds to jump off and start pushing us and i'm like come on now like her husband was at their house (laughs) watching the braves game and like i was you know wanting to get back to get into as, the action to watch as it. he should have been exactly as he should have been <laughs> exactly <laughs> and so i'm like call call him and get him to he has this big diesel truck i'm like it surely can pull this golf cart back in like five minutes she's like no 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 i'll, I'll just we'll push it and dude we crossed over and a lot of our listeners aren't going to know what these roads are but we crossed over 20th street and h street to get back to where we were with no battery <laughs> those are for anybody that doesn't know those are extremely That's, busy roads in our town and uh we yes <laughs> and just to put it in perspective those are literal 
city block streets. So from 20th to 8th, it's easily 12 blocks. <laughs> I'm going to say a solid mile, mile and a quarter, maybe, mm. mile and a half. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't just like a little stroll oh to push gosh. it back to the driveway. But um, there were several yeah. times my daughter looked up at me and she's like, Daddy, are we going to be okay? You know, she's worrying about it getting dark. And of course, oh, we yeah. clearly we made it back and all went well. You know, so we made it back awesome. and all, all that was good. Um, so our Halloween, it was eventful, but the end result, we got candy and everything was good. Yeah, it's fun, what dude. It sounds like you guys had a good weekend. Yes, We're, um, you, you got up into the it. to Atlanta. How, how was uh, Mr. Harry up there? Yeah, I'll tell you something, man. My whole my whole experience and outlook, I, if, if you would have put Harry Styles in a group of three other guys, I could not have picked him out for last week. I don't know anything about him other than he was a part of One Direction at one time, and I guess he went solo. Probably a good move for him. And my daughter is absolutely crazy about him. Me and her mom bought her uh, two tickets two Christmases ago, which would have been 2019. And COVID really and messed it up COVID, for all of us. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, it did, man. It was. I think it was scheduled for last October, and it got pushed to 2021 October. And so she's been waiting literally almost two years. And so when we, you know, we planned the trip and everything and we just went up the same day and came up, came back home the same night. <clears throat> that was, I mean, that was eventful. So on the way up, just to make it real quick, man, the concert was, I'm not going to lie. It was great. It was very entertaining. <laughs> uh, I didn't know any of the songs. Like we listened to all of his songs all the way up. Watching him up there. gave me a little bit. I saw a TikTok video a with him in like an all red suit with his flowing, massive, like pretty boy hair. I'm sure it was uh, very eventful <laughs> for your daughter. Yeah, man. It was. And they all, there's all these uh, minute things that happen at every concert that only the real fans know about. And she's like, oh my God, watch this. He's fixing to spray water on all the girls up front. <laughs> and then he, he would do it. And then like, it was, it was really cool. I cannot get over how many, like, uh, how many grown ass 20, 30, 40 year old women throwing themselves were literally, literally passing out. That is crazy. From him just saying, <laughs> Hello. It's a whole like, stardom thing. Like, I don't, it's crazy when somebody reaches that point that, you know, people react that way. And I would like to say that I wouldn't be that way with if I were to meet like a, a sports phenom or, you know, like Brett Favre. Right. He's one of my like all time favorite quarterbacks. And, uh, yeah, I would like to think if I got a chance to play catch with him or something or even be in the same room with him, like, I feel like I would handle it pretty normal. Like, I don't know if I'd be doing the whole passing out thing. I, I, I try to think of somebody that I idolize so much that I would go fangirl over. Um, go ahead. You can I'm say sure it. They're it out there. It's Dansby Swanson. Very much Dansby Swanson. <laughs> I mean, have you seen him? No, I'm just kidding. No, Dansby is my favorite baseball player, and you know, my wife better be glad I'm locked down. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, <clears throat> I had a really good time with her, man. It was just, you know, I was just treating the trip like time with my daughter. And, you know, I was just basically going for her. But I did enjoy myself. The energy there, the vibe was really chill. Everybody was super nice. Like, you can tell fans of a certain band or celebrity, they all have, like, a certain vibe. And, like, when you're walking outside, when we were waiting in line for merch and waiting in line for food and just hanging out, everybody was so cool like everybody talked to everybody and she would 
hook up with these girls that were just like chitter chattering about his music and his concerts and what each other was wearing and it is a whole ordeal like i did not know chicks wear these scarves they're i think they're called boas <laughs> like made out of feathers oh yeah boas yeah and oh and it's like there it's this whole thing man it's like a whole uh subculture of music that's open my eyes in a big way and i think it started like a mini tradition with me and my daughter which i'm really excited that, that's about. that's what it's so, all about um, man is that that quality time that's stuff you can't ever get back yeah it's really cool and i encourage you dads out there to you know, find something that your kids love and enjoy and pursue that with them even if it's not something that that, that's necessarily your exactly cup of tea, you know I, I'm the same way. Yeah, my, yeah. my wife, you know, she has a big background in <clears throat> dance and show choir and stuff like that. And she had big aspirations for our daughter, you know, kind of to follow those footsteps. The same way if we were to have a boy, you know, I'd really try to push him towards wanting to do sports and things of that nature. Um, I never saw myself right. as a as a dance dad or a cheer dad. But, um, you know, with that look in my daughter's eyes when they light up when... <laughs> She does something great in either one of those areas. You know, it gets me just as pumped as if I were watching, you know, Sunday Night Football. You know, so and it, it should, and it should, man. If you're passionate about what your kids are passionate about, they will fall into a lot of the things you're passionate about too. Yeah, it's just how relationships work. So it, was, it was really a good thing, man. We had a blast. I got you. Um, but but let's get into this, dude. Yeah, man. Let, so like, okay, so <laughs> go ahead. Last last week, uh, you made some pretty bold bold predictions. Yeah, man, I uh, um, I was uh, you know kind of went out on a limb on some of them. I didn't really have a full slate or a full week of looking into the games and really doing my quote unquote research on them. Um, I'm pretty happy with how they turned out. Yeah, and so we should be. <laughs> so the really the only miss from the weekend was uh, was the parlay that I gave out. Um, we had. Auburn and Ole Miss playing each other. Ole Miss was favored by two and a half points and ended up losing it. Uh, Auburn showed up, man. Uh, Auburn really surprised me. Um, you know, they they yep. showed up in a big way, and I think they may be a contender in the West. You know, I, I still think until proven otherwise, I think Alabama is <clears throat> really the kingpin there and is going to be until someone – you know, really dethrones them. I know they got beat early in the season by Mississippi State, but, um, you know, until yeah. Auburn can make that next step, which they have times in the past, you know, at knocking off Alabama, but I think that would be the kind of the cherry on top if they can do that this year. Um, but, yeah, so so we missed the so part. Auburn, oh, go ahead. If, if, if Auburn beats Alabama in the Iron Bowl, then that's – They'll win the SEC, or they'll, still they'll win the one, SEC. One they'll they'll win the SEC West. West. If they if Auburn yes. wins out, yeah. they'll play Georgia in the SEC championship game, which I'm kind of hoping for because I have okay. some friends that are diehard Auburn fans, and I'd love to get another win over them. So oh, that yeah. would be great for me. <laughs> be nice. But um, yeah. So for the parlay, we went 0 for one, which is okay. Uh, you know, parlays aren't a a high hit. Uh, kind of a bet those are just kind of ones you throw small small amounts at and hope that you hit big but the thing that's right. impressive we we went three for four on the straight up picks man um the, the packers right. they went to went to arizona and they knocked off the cardinals so there's yep. no longer an undefeated yep. team in the nfl man <clears throat> everybody has one loss at least and then uh we we go to 
you know, to Michigan where we had the, what I like to call the older brother and the younger or little brother matchup, uh, between Michigan and Michigan state and East Lansing and dude, the Spartans, they, (laughs) I was watching the game on Saturday. I was starting to get a little nervous because Michigan was looking good. Um, which it wasn't a blowout or anything like that as far as Michigan, you know, early on or anything, but, um, there was a right, few super times, close game. A few times I think the, the the points got to about a ten point differential where Michigan was up by ten a few times. Um and the Spartans, man, they pulled it out. They I I, I think I don't can't recall if I picked them straight up or if I gave them points, but they ended up winning outright and so we, we picked up that one as well. Yep. Then uh SGA, the point guard for Oklahoma Thunder, um I said that he would carry them to a, a victory over the the hurt Lakers, missing a bunch of their key players that night, and he ended up dropping 29 on the Lakers, and they came out with the yeah. dub. So the only thing that I didn't hit, unfortunately, was the Braves to get that get that win after a strong outing by Morton. Uh, Max Freed kind of froze up, and he. Uh, you know, I mean, there were some other things that contributed to it, but I, I feel like Max didn't show what Max had been in the regular season, and they ended up bringing home the the L in that game. So we went three for four on the straight up bets. So it's pretty pumped about yeah, that. And now, just to tell just tell you guys something about betting. You know these these matchups that are really close. I'm I'm going to give example of the Braves and the Astros. You know that game, Vegas. Gave the edge to Atlanta by what we say is like a. It, it was um, real close. It was like well, I actually they gave the edge to the Astros, but it was like a okay a run and a half, or the odds were like one ten, which meant it was very very close. So they were it was basically a, a toss right. up. Those are not the bets that you want to go for if you're looking to win money. Um, you you want the ones that are you know straight up, unless you have some info, inside insight or some information that. You know, you feel like it's going to influence the game, like the Oklahoma Thunder basketball game beating the Lakers. LeBron was out. The Lakers haven't been meshing very well at all. Westbrook isn't on his game. Um, mm. That's kind of like having insight exactly. into a game. Uh, Adam is. I'm very impressed with how his uh, his Vegas corners go. <laughs> at the end of the episode, stay tuned if you want to make some money. Yes, sir. Or if you just want to see, give him one more <laughs> chance and see how he does this week. See- See if, my, prove myself, see if I can prove myself right. Uh, yeah, now, um, <laughs> so what was your other, your, your big one? Yeah, your yeah big so um, one of my personal bets that I didn't share on the show, I got uh, got kind of jumpy on the, let's see, that's right, it was, I'm sorry, I was about to say the Cowboys and Vikings because I also put a bet on that. I bet for the Cowboys to beat the Vikings and won uh, about, a, oh, I won about $100 on that one. But uh, the big nice baller. the the big one was Monday Night Football, guys. I took uh, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, he's like a third string tight end now for the Giants, even though he was a first string right. back when he played for the Vikings. Um, I just put fifty dollars on him to score a touchdown, and the odds were like plus seven hundred, which means if I bet one dollar, I could win seven. So for every one dollar that's bet, right. you win seven. Uh, betting fifty, the outcome would have been three hundred and fifty bucks had he scored a touchdown. Well, right. 
he's the third string tight end, which means he probably doesn't get a whole lot of playing time normally. However, I did know that the wide receiver core for the Giants was really banged up, really injured, uh, not doing very well. Um, so I knew they were going to be leaning on the running backs and the tight ends primarily in this game. So I took the shot, and about the second drive of the game, uh, the Chiefs went up early 7 to nothing. The Giants were driving, and they uh, almost ran it in uh, close to the goal line with the running back, which would have killed the bet for me at that point. It was like a little goal line play. They faked it to the running back, turned around, and hit Kyle Rudolph in the back of the end zone for the touchdown in the first quarter. And I went crazy. I've never hit a straight-up bet to pay out that much before. I've hit a parlay before that's paid out a pretty big penny, but never a straight-up bet. Were you watching it live? Yes. Were you watching it live? Oh, wow. Yep. So um, I bet you went crazy. (laughs) Well, then the whole game, like, so it doesn't pay out until the end of the game. And the whole time I'm like, they're not going to pay it out. They're going to come up with some reason that I didn't get the bet in right or, you know, something. But right. It did pay out, and that was that was an awesome nice. moment. Nice, dude. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Thanks. Hopefully we can keep that going, get some of our listeners a little bit of extra change if, uh, if I don't mess it up by picking some wrong games. I'm sure they're coming. That's kind of the way of betting is sometimes you get it really right and get lucky and then there's other times where you get them way wrong and that's when you stop doing it right i gotcha but you seem to be hitting pretty close dude um hitting pretty accurate i know you you guys didn't get to hear episode zero because we had audio issues but he uh he made some predictions there too that hit um that i was pretty impressed by so thanks buddy job dude appreciate that um just in the spirit of halloween i i did do slight bit of uh looking up things that i was curious about um just some random facts about halloween i wanted to kind of ask you um if you i'm gonna ask you a couple questions to see if maybe you know where they originate from so um you know the the movie halloween of course um yeah Michael michael myers um do you know where his mask originated from? Like, do you know what inspiration they drew from or what they used to create his mask? Uh, I'm going to guess um, maybe an earlier horror movie like Leatherface or Dr. Uh, I forget that dude's name. Um, I know what you're talking about. I, I can't think of the assume, name either. Yeah, Leatherface, dude. I got you. That, I'm that's, assuming that's, that's, a, that's a good guess. So, um, actually... The guy that was a part of the uh, like wardrobe and everything for the movie, he went into a Halloween yeah. shop when they were shooting the original movie back in like I think it was like early seventies. Uh huh. He grabs a, a clown mask and a Captain Kirk mask. It's actually a shaved Captain Kirk from Star Trek, and then they painted it white instead of his tan face, and they put it on him and cut out the eyes, and that's the Michael Myers mask that we know today. Nice. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Ne- never dude. would never that would is, know that. That's um, pretty crazy. Another thing, this is not really a question, but um it's just kind of a funny fact. Before before pumpkins, people in the US, like in the in the United States and stuff, um, we would use potatoes and beets to create jack o' lanterns and things like that. It was actually Oh <laughs> it was actually imp- I like the potatoes, man. Oh, I know. Right? Go ahead. I was just gonna say it was actually imported from Ireland. Um, from I I don't know who it was, but we got it from some Irish person. That whole idea of using pumpkins. 
Potato. I mean that the potato thing was probably like because it was probably super abundant. Exactly. That's what we had a lot exactly. of. Exactly. That's they're what super I cheap to grow. They're yeah. So and they're probably the most the actual best vegetable, even though they're not considered <laughs> vegetable. I do. It's too. like I mean, what's better? What's better than a French fry, dude? Oh, you you can't beat some good crispy hot French fries. That's for that's for sure. Well, that's yeah. about all I have as far as the random little factoids about Halloween. We can uh, go ahead and jump gotcha. into some football information and news, drama, uh, yeah, scandals. Well, we got a lot of things that have happened over the past week. Um, one of the, the main things that actually happened this morning uh, with Henry Ruggs, man, um, having that yeah, accident sad. that he had, you know, it, it's extremely sad situation especially for the person that lost their life um yeah what what happened so uh henry i don't know what he was doing but at like 3 30 this morning leaving that was undisclosed at the time that i read up on it but um he was in transit to somewhere in las vegas um driving i think your favorite car chevy uh corvette and uh yeah man he ends up running into the back of a uh, RAV4, catches fire, and once first responders got to the scene, uh, the body inside the RAV4 uh, was it expired. You know, I mean, somebody had already passed oh, away. Man. So, um, sad, sad situation. Um, I'm going to be interested to see what they do with Henry Ruggs and how the NFL, you know, takes that, as far as his tenure with the NFL, I don't know, you know, he's going to be facing legal um, ramifications for sure. And I think they're rightfully right. going to, you know, I think they should throw the entire book at him. Honestly, you know, de- yeah. decisions like that, especially in a day and age when we have unlimited access to the ability to not drive drunk, you know, with Uber and Lyft and all that, that it's just an unnecessary accident that happened i know he didn't go out with the intentions of ruining somebody's life um or taking a life but that's what ended up happening yeah i'm curious to see what happens as far as um you know in the past we've seen the nfl take action down the road when it comes to domestic violence when it comes to you know violence charges um and with this being kind of an instantaneous thing it happened overnight this morning right in the middle of the nfl season He's obviously a very uh, active member of the Raiders team. Uh, he plays, you know, half their downs on offense. So I'm I'm curious to see what happens. I I assume that the Raiders are going to release him due to character clause, right? That I mean, with what they did with Gruden already and the statement they've right. made, you know, on that front, I don't see them doing anything less than letting him go. Yeah, I think you're right, dude. You're right. Um, but in better news, um, there's some other stuff that um, happened that's not on the sad note. Um, <clears throat> one of the crazy things, dude, the Jets beat the Bengals. I <laughs> This is the week of the backup quarterback, right? right? I mean, I don't know what they've been feeding this backup quarterback, but whatever it was, I need whatever it is he's doing because he showed up and showed out. Yeah, I, I know it's a, it's a team sport 100%. But of all the team sports, there's no other sport that relies on one position as much as football relies on their quarterback. It is the captain. 
you are the leader. And, you know, this is the same team that just a, well, last week lost 150,000 to six to New England Patriots. And they made them look really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. The New England team, not super strong. So the Jets look really bad. And if you would have told me <laughs> a week ago that the Bengals With a back were up not going to roll over. Right, dude. Like, it, it just it's just mind-blowing. Absolutely crazy. I mean, he, he threw for 405 yards, Ricky. Uh, he did throw some interceptions. Yeah. But this guy, they drafted Zach Wilson from BYU to be their star quarterback, to be their their savior, their messiah. You know, he's going to come in there and turn the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 all the way around, and it just did not happen. Yeah. Um, he recently got injured, and they said, what the heck, let's just throw this guy that's been riding the pine for the past couple of weeks, you know, sitting on the sidelines, comes in, and he may steal his job. Um, it'll be interesting to see once yeah. Zach gets healthy, you know, or if this is a one-week wonder kind of thing. But, man, that was some exciting football to watch him go toe-to-toe with Joe Burrow and the Bengals and really take it to him. Yep. And see, last year we had, you know, Dak Prescott go down, um, quarterback for Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys absolutely bombed without Prescott. And so we have young Cooper Rush, a ginger, a separate <laughs> team redhead. Fellow um, ginger, the other soulless wonder. Yep. I mean, he came in, and <clears throat> it wasn't a – Super clean, crisp game, but he absolutely led them um, to victory, and they played really well. And that was, you know, primetime game. They looked great. You know, it, it reminded me of kind of the uh, the Cowboys circa Tony Romo time. It was like they were doing just enough not to lose, and I kept thinking, all right, this is where Cooper's going to mess up. This is where he throws a pick six, and the Vikings, you know, get a get a touchdown lead and then they start giving it to cook and you know just gonna you know run out the clock and win but he just kept making the play right when he needed to and he kept uh finding receivers um wide open actually very impressive yeah and uh yeah the the cowboys stay rocking them boys are still them boys it seems like yeah they did really well and there's something unique about i i kind of call it the the backup quarterback um, syndrome or how, whatever you want to say. Paradox, maybe. <clears throat> kind of, sort of. And I think it's got to do with pressure or lack of pressure, rather. So, you know, 25, 30 years ago, Joe Montana goes down with an injury. Great Hall of Fame quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. And then comes this left-handed, wiry kid named Steve Young. And... I'm talking about absolutely shreds the NFL and to the point where when Montana got healthy, they literally had a hard time figuring out who was going to play. We're talking about Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer at the time, four Super Bowl rings, uh, the most dominant quarterback of that era, and Steve Young shredding it, and Tom Brady. Same I was going to say, you know, it down. seems to kind of repeat itself every so often. We had the same thing with Bledsoe it and Brady. It really, it really does. Kind of like uh, Aaron Rodgers. Same thing with Brett Favre. Yeah, and it's like I wonder who that next so, kid is going to be to just really just take over and take off. And see, it, I think we're seeing it a lot with um, what's going on in Jacksonville with um, Sunshine Trevor Lawrence down there. You know, they're having he's got all this pressure, first overall draft pick. Like it's a lot to to be twenty three, twenty four years old and have 
to be the franchise quarterback before you even play a snap. Yeah. And then, you know, these guys are these backup quarterbacks, second, third string coming in. And really, hey, what have I got to lose? I'm just going to go out here and play. Damn, that's it, man. So it's, you know, it's, it's working out really well for them. It really is. And to touch on, you know, one of those straight bets that, that we were able to cash in on the Packers over the Cardinals, man, did you get to see the, the ending to that game or had you already turned it in for the night? I, oh, I was out, man. I couldn't, I couldn't hang. I gotcha. Yeah, I, of course, since I, I made the Vegas corner prediction on that one, I had to see it to its end, and it came down. I'm telling you, it was a no-biter all the way down to the last play. Um, you know, A.J. Green, great, great wide receiver of, of old, um, made a real statement with the Bengals when he first got drafted, and, you know, he's, he's had spotty times here and there the past year, year and a half. Um, but with all that said, he's still a dominant elite wide receiver so the end of the game comes down yeah they're on the five yard line going in no timeouts time's ticking gotta go ahead and play you know call a play and murray out of shotgun backs up finds one-on-one coverage with a basically a backup cornerback on aj green throws it back shoulder aj green never makes an attempt to turn around to even see the ball bounces off his shoulder intercepted by a, yeah. a pickup practice squad cornerback to end the game. Um, which is great for me because I made yeah, the pretty, bet, but, you know, <laughs> right. crazy. You hate, you hate to see that happen to, especially a former Georgia player. Um, but, you know, when they do those hurry-up plays at the line, um, the, the audible play calls that they use are very specific. You know, they make sure that each player understands the difference between a run and a pass. And it looked like he was blocking for a, a run play. Yeah, it's almost like he, um, he felt that Murray was scrambling, which to to his credit, Murray is a running quarterback, and that does, you know, that comes even more into play when you're that close to the end zone. But like you gotta you gotta have some wherewithal to at least know to turn your head around, at least get some kind of effort towards the ball. It's on a game winning throw. Because if he turns around, he catches that one hundred percent and they stay undefeated. Yeah, that's a, that's a touchdown all day. Um, so it looked like he had a brain fart, man, and it you know it happens to the best of them, or maybe <laughs> it doesn't. Who knows? But <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. It's it, it might be kind of the evidence of the AJ Green decline. I know he struggled with injuries, but maybe the Bengals saw something during the off season over the last two seasons that we didn't see away from the field. Um, you know, I'll never speak poorly too too poorly about a former georgia player yeah but it's hard uh, yeah there's a reason why he's not getting the touches even. i know he lost a step with with his surgeries but uh yeah his strengths aren't being played to or his former strengths aren't being played to exactly um so did you hear about uh von miller going to the rams they're like I did, they are jumping ship with all their picks i don't think they have a draft pick for the next like two to three years they don't. Um, <laughs> they they already traded their number one, of course, and then two and three went out of the window with with Vaughn. And I, I feel like they're loading up for this, you know, Super Bowl season. Oh uh, yeah, they they're uh, like they're putting really, all the cards in for this season for sure. They are because Vaughn Miller is. I know he's in his thirties, right? Yeah, he's he's a veteran. Vaughn Miller's he's, getting up there. He's at least 30. yeah. 
Yeah, and to make it into your 30s as an NFL player is a, is a huge accomplishment. Uh, I know defensive guys sometimes make it longer than than skill players like running backs. I think average length of a running back is like a, a year and a half. Um, but I mean, I mean, I'm I, listen. I'm not a huge fan of the LA Rams, but they are exciting to watch. Hey, they have been for some time. You know, kind of a little air air. Um, what's the word? They're they're very reminiscent of the greatest show on turf back when the Rams were in St. Louis with Marshall yeah. Falk, Isaac Bruce, Tory Holt. Um, yep. Those days, you know, Kurt Warner, you know, those days back then, man, you couldn't find a better offense and the Rams seemed to be clicking. Um, some of the, yeah, the, yeah they do, man. The, the big matchups, you know, I always like to look forward to matchups that are going to take place after a big weekend. Like we had this week in the NFL, um, three of them are have big implications to me. Um, one of them being the Ravens and the Vikings. Um, Ravens fresh off of a bye week. Um, time to get healed up to, you know, really make an effort uh, and a good push for the rest of the season. Um, going up against, you know, a, probably a pretty pissed off Vikings team after going in. Uh, As they should be. <laughs> a night game against a backup Cooper Rush and the Cowboys and not being able to. I don't know. They just Kirk Cousins, the quarterback for the Vikings. He seems to one week flash and be this superhero of a quarterback, and then followed by a week of scratching your head. What's going on here? Right. It's it's very reminiscent of the season they had with the Redskins before landing the huge contract. Um, it's like you know he was struggling, and then he would have a a five touchdown game with you know 480 yards passing it's like who is this guy which which guy is he going to be and of course they pushed all the chips in on him and gave him that huge contract and i kind of feel like he's laughing all the way to the bank yeah man i mean it's just that's been a crazy turn of events uh with the whole kirk cousins (laughs) life in the nfl um, another big matchup, we have the Titans and the Rams. Um, they take on each other. Um, it's going to be the Sunday night football matchup this coming up week. That's going to be huge. Titans right. have lost the King Henry. He uh, he's hurt his ankle. Um, I don't know. Did you hear if it was a break or just like a pull? It, yeah, it it is a break. It's going to require surgery, and they're saying with that type of break, um, absolute best scenario, six weeks. So that's with ideal conditions. Uh, it could be as long as ten weeks. Did, does does that amaze you how regular season. how fast these athletes can come back from injury? It does, man. But we're t- you know we're talking about that best case scenario thing when it comes to broken bones. You know we're talking about you know normal sized people. This man is a tank. Like he is solid. Like muscle he is like a very large human being and i would be very surprised to see um a weight bearing injury like um that broken i think it's broken just above the ankle i'd be very surprised to see him come back in the regular season yeah that's uh (laughs) it's just crazy like you know they'll 
they'll go down with a sprained ankle or, you know, these things that aren't like, not like an AC tear or anything like that. But sometimes when I bend over to pick up my shoes in the morning, man, I, I feel like I can't get back up. <laughs> oh, just wait till you, wait till you hit forty, dude. You're gonna be like, I didn't even know I had that part of my body. What it, in the world? Why is it? It's hurt? like lately, my my hip. I feel like it's just like turning to cement. I can't like, I have no flexibility. It's it's really sad. Um, but then you have these athletes that you know will get legit injured and be back within ten weeks playing full on just bashing their heads into other other guys and like it's nothing it's impressive uh just a homage to modern medicine and the amount of you know the doctors and things that they have access to in in their sports yeah derrick henry i saw a stat today um derrick henry was taken number one overall in uh i think 66 percent of all leagues with espn yeah, see, that's that's one thing Sorry. with you, Ricky. You know a lot more about the fantasy side of things. You know, I, I would say you're as knowledgeable about that as I am about betting, and um, it's that that's just that that's such a crusher for a fantasy team. Can you can you elaborate a little bit on how that's going to affect a lot of fantasy leagues that are out there? Yeah, if you if you get number one draft pick in your league, so for those of you who don't know a lot about fantasy football, you know you have typically ten guys that come together and draw names or how, however you want to do it. And, you know, if you get the first overall pick, it's great. But then you have to go down the line one through 10 or two through 10. And then it starts over number 10 back down to two. So it's 19 picks before it gets back to you. And by then a lot of the superstar players, the, you know, Christian McCaffrey's and the elite wide receivers and running backs and tight ends are gone. So if you drafted Derrick Henry number one or number two, then you, you know that second best guy is going to be 19 picks deep into the league. So to put that much stock into somebody on a fantasy team can be pretty brutal and uh, kind of devastating. So you. it can literally or make or you, break your season. Or you could just be ass like I am and be eight <laughs> in your fantasy league. And have absolutely no shot of winning, and it's only week seven. It's so crazy, man. So, in that league, I think when I drafted my team, we all did the, uh, like, predict the outcome. And everybody's sharing. They're like, yeah. I'm going to be first. I'm going to be third. I'm going to be fourth. I get on there, and I'm thinking, dang, right. I had a really good draft. I really like my players. I went hard with the running backs. I got Chubb and Zeke, and I had Mahomes as a quarterback. And I'm like... I think, you know, I haven't checked yet, but I think I might have a better chance than everybody else. I get on there, the freaking website tells me I'm going to finish last, but good try. <clears throat> well, yeah. joke's on well, them. I mean, I'm tied well, for third place, so. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Um, Yeah, and I think that, that same ranking system told me that I was going to be second in the league, that I had a strong draft. And I'm literally one game away from being Sacco. So, <laughs> fuck that prediction thing and the horse it rode in on. <laughs> I hear you. Sometimes that, it's crazy, you know. You, it's because we have a year where a guy named Mike White comes in and throws for 400 yards and beats the what looked like was going to be the number one team in the AFC. Um, you know, you can't predict those kind yeah. of things. And if you can, you can make a lot of money. 
Yeah, man. If you have some insight, um, did you see the bet where the dude took uh, Mike White to lead the league in passing for the week? Yeah, yeah. He put a he put a thousand dollars down, and I think the payout was one hundred and seventy grand. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, crazy that he can like and that you have a thousand dollars that you can literally piss away because I'm telling you, there's no way he knew he was gonna lead the the week in passing yards. That's some old boy on Saturday night, like getting toasted, just getting lit. <laughs> and he's like, Man, y'all, listen, Mike White's gonna go off tomorrow. He's gonna go hang like, and watch. The hell is that? And they're like, Who? Put a, put money on it. Oh, I will. I got a thousand dollars. I put on it right now. They're like, go ahead, dumbass. Blow your thousand dollars. And now they're all well, like, who's laughing I, now? And they're all like, Can I get a dollar? <laughs> Let me hey man, you wanna go back out this <laughs> yeah. weekend? Take us out. For real. Shit. That that's really I don't do I that that would be crazy I don't know how I'd react to that. Uh, I wanted I'd to be balling all the way to the bank, bro. Right. Um, somebody else is balling is my boy Curry. I told you la- last episode we we touched on how he's burning up the league and man he is I didn't know at the time when I said that but his numbers are even backing it up. He's leading the league. Um, at 28.7 points. That's almost 29 points a game through seven games. Um, he leads the Very entire nice. NBA in that category. He's at like 40% from the th- uh, three-point line, draining them. That's that's crazy. That's 40% of the time when he takes a shot from behind the three-point line, it goes in. I think if you... And just to give you... <laughs> that's If he took 100 to shots, an idea. he's sinking 40 of them. That's impressive. Right. Yeah, just to give everybody an idea, um, if you're shooting 50% from the floor, period, even if you're, you know, um, a high percentage dunker, that's still good. 50% is great. If you're shooting in 25 to 30% from three-point land, you're doing pretty you're, solid. You're, you're, One out of four from... Yeah. Yeah, it's really solid, really good. But if you're if you're hitting 35%, 40%, that's consistently is just unheard of. Um, Curry's doing it, man. Forty percent from three point land is is uh phenomenal. And he's around forty three percent just in general from the field. Um, and for a long time, I didn't know what that meant from the field. I'm like, they play on a court. What are you talking about a field? And <laughs> so in, in basketball, anytime you hear that, that just means on the court from any position on the court. How often they're making baskets or scores into the net. Right. Uh, they they call that from the field. So 42% of the time, if he's taking a shot, or 100% of the time of the times he takes a shot, 43% of those times he's getting it in the net. That's a lot of numbers. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to confuse anybody. Correct. But that's something that just kind of blew my mind. Um, gotcha. But they, uh, you know, the Warriors, they're 5-1, and one, and they're, I think, tied for second in the Western Conference as a whole. So, um, you know, they're well on the way to putting together a year where um, they may be chasing some more rings. They already got a lot in the hardware department uh, out in Golden State, but uh, I don't think they're done chasing that yet. No, they're they're solid, man. They, um, I think the only issue is going to be, you know, their bench and you know, offensive side from Curry. He's as long as he's healthy, he's balling, man. Yeah, they're, if he goes down, that there the definitely time. will be some problems. Um, right. you know, I kind of looked into who's, who's the hot teams, who's kind of, you know, 
who's trending more towards the icy cold waters of just being irrelevant. Um, some of the hot teams we got in the East, we got the Bulls, the Heat, the Knicks. They're all extremely hot. I think combined, I think they may only have three losses. Um, all three teams. Um, same goes for the Western side. We got the Warriors, the Jazz, and the Mavericks. All six of those teams, uh, respectively, on each side of their conference are just they're destroying their competition. On the flip side, you got some some icy cold waters for uh, the Magic, the Pacers, and the Pistons. Collectively, they're five and seventeen. Ricky, five and seventeen. Wow. Um, gotcha. Rockets and Pelicans and the, Mag- and the Thunder. Oh, go ahead with the Magic. My bad. Well, I was just gonna say that the Magic were were trending towards. Um being really good yeah. last season yeah i think like this year they were looking forward to you know really turning it around and competing but i don't you know we, we, like i've been saying it's very early in the year i know we're making assumptions on a very small sample of games but when <laughs> when you've only won one game out of seven it's hard to catch a roll to get on a grind and continue a winning culture when it seems like every time you turn around you're losing yeah i mean i'm i'm curious to see what happens man is listen i'm i'm a like i'm a solid one and a half sport guy meaning i can follow one sport really strong at one time and i can kind of have one foot into another one and right now that's baseball and, and football like football for me yeah so like until tonight, when the Braves finish <laughs> off the Astros, um, like both feet are going to be in the in the Braves, you know, in the baseball realm, and I'm like trying to take in every, all the football I can. So basketball is literally on the back burner. I get you. I get you. But as soon as baseball season's over, man, I'll be I'll be wide open with basketball. I got you. I got you. Um, one thing that they're some of the NBA players are contributing to. Uh, or so so called excuses they have for this dip in scoring and you know explosive offenses they changed the balls out um so back from like 1983 wow. they were using Spalding was the manufacturer of all basketballs used in the NBA right. this uh off season they switched to Wilson and one of the main right. uh big time players that is you know kind of had an issue with it is Paul George um, from the Clippers. He says that it just doesn't feel the same in his hands. It's harder to shoot. What What do you read into that? Do you think it's more push it off on, on the manufacturer of the ball or just kind of a down year in talent no, I, for guys? I don't think so, man. Um, I've, you know, seeing equipment change throughout the years. Um, I know um, I remember when the NFL ball was changed, um, and there was a lot of complaints about it. These guys are professional athletes. This is what they do. They shoot this ball into a hoop. They know everything about it. They can spin it around their head, on their fingers. You know, they can do tricks with these basketballs that, you know, are just almost mind-blowing. And if you change the material, if you change the poundage, if you change the size, even by a millimeter, they're going to notice because of muscle memory. and you know, I'm sure it's probably working out for some. Some people like it better. Maybe Curry likes it better. He's balling. <laughs> um, Paul George is being very vocal that, you know, he doesn't like it. Um, but he he's also missing, you know, a star player on the team, and they're not performing well. 
So that you know that could be an excuse. Who knows? You know, um, but absolutely one hundred percent. If you change the equipment, whether it's a football, um, there was a lot of talk uh, early in the baseball season about um, baseballs being somewhat lighter. Yeah, they, I thought I uh, heard going, something about you know them hopping off the bats a little bit more this year, and home runs were up and things like that. Dude, you would be mind blown at how they test these balls. So the ball from last season compared to the ball this season, they did like per hundred balls. This year's ball was going an average of 12 to 15 feet further wow. than last year's balls hit in the same manner, meaning they're being hit by machines. That's crazy. Um, Yeah, so it's definitely a thing. Uh, you know, they are professional athletes. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a technician by trade, and if you move my tools around in my bag, I would notice. So... I think I I lean towards yes, it's the thing. I can, I can see that. That I haven't up until you said that and expressed that. <clears throat> I didn't. I thought he was just complaining, and that just happened to be a a good excuse that he could throw back on. But that makes a lot of sense. You know, they base their career around the makeup of the courts, the makeup of the ball, everything to do with getting that ball into the basket. So. Um, I may be leaning a little bit more towards it's a, it's a real thing more so than just an excuse as well. Um, you mentioned you know being full full footed and head first dive, dove into to baseball. Um, you want to recap kind of what's going on with the World Series? Yeah, man. Um, so last week, uh, since our last podcast, the Atlanta Braves went on to take a three one lead. Over the Houston Astros, um, actually they were, um, you know, we were we were tied up one to one coming into the weekend. We had three games in Atlanta, and uh, the Braves won the first two games. We were we had momentum. If there is such a thing in sports, we had momentum going into Sunday night's game, and the Astros came to play, and um, they lit us up pretty good Sunday night. Uh, so as of right now. We're coming into Houston tonight um, with a three-game or three-game to two lead. Uh, Max Fried is on the mound for us in Atlanta or for Atlanta, and you know if we win tonight, it's over with. So that's what we want. We want you know want to finish it out. Uh, Good news just, though is if, quite if awesome. we do lose, we still have another chance. Thank God. Thank I'm glad where it's not we an do. eliminator. We do. And see, this is the thing about the Braves is. You know, we're an absolute Cinderella team. You know, we won 80-something games during the regular season. Really probably shouldn't um, even be here, honestly. Uh, oh, 100% shouldn't. I mean, at the All-Star break, we were below 500. We had just lost Ronald Acuna. We, uh, you know, a few weeks before that, we lost Soroka to another Achilles injury. Um, our outfield was decimated. And I'm going to give it to our general manager, Alex Anthropolis, Y'all, he is a genius when it comes to building a team. Um, he he went out and um, traded for Adam Duvall, uh, who's a, who was a Brave for many, many years and ended up going into free agency and signing with the Marlins. So he traded for Duvall. He came back. We traded for Eddie Rosario for the Cleveland Huge Indians. Now that, Huge. Now that the Guardians. I'm telling y'all, Eddie Rosario was hurt when we got him. Like, and... Cleveland literally got rid of him for nothing, meaning we had a player by the name of um, Pablo Sandoval, 
and we traded Rosario for Sandoval. And as soon as the trade was completed, they the Indians cut Sandoval. So they literally <laughs> gave away Rosario because he was hurt at the time. Super Rosario when is what he, he came back. He, I mean, he just started balling when he came to Atlanta. And there's other key, you know, we have Heredia in the outfield that, you know, we've literally built this team from nothing, and we surged in the second half of the season. I remember the game, we came above 500. Um, in the weeks leading up to it, we were winning the game, losing the game. Win one, lose one. And that happened for 17 straight, which was actually tie for the record before we started winning two or three at a time. We took over the, the National League East. We won the division. We we got past the Brewers in the divisional round. We got the Dodgers in the championship. Now we're in the World Series, with, and we're up three games to two going back to Houston. Hate we got to go back to Houston and win it, but, boys, we got to do it tonight. So, um, looking, you know, got our fingers crossed. We're going to stay up late and uh, see what happens. We're going to have some good news, hopefully, on the podcast. We come back next up. Giving, giving up all that beauty rest lately uh, over here as well, man. I feel like a zombie. He's, it's hard to turn the TV off when your favorite teams are battling for the championship. Yes, yeah, it's, it's almost impossible, man. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 41 years old, and when midnight rolls around, if I'm not in the bed already, I'm struggling. <laughs> um, but it's baseball. It's just temporary. It's not going to last forever. So, so we're excited about it. But, dude, before we go, man, hit us up with your with your Vegas mm. corner, bro. What's your fully loaded mm, for yes, this week? Yes, sir. We got some fully loaded picks, guys. Uh, we're gonna try to. Heat it up again and try to hit some more of these straight bets, and I'll give you a parlay to think about and ponder if you want to try to risk it for the biscuit. So on the all right now, explain real quick what is a yeah. Tell tell us what a parlay yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, so parlay it just means that you're combining several picks together. Um, it means that you don't have to bet as high of an amount for a big payout because the risk is higher. All three games have to hit for it to pay out. Um, you can't just hit two of the three or one of the three. All three games have to hit the way you pick them to get the payday. So they're a little more uh, not going to happen even more so than a straight-up pick. Um, there's a lot more luck you got to have for a parlay to go through. Right. So um, with that, we'll start with our single bets. These are games that we only bet on that game alone. Um, therefore, if it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, you lose. So I'm going to go with the Aggies. I'm going <laughs> to – I really can't stand the Auburn Tigers, needless to say, they're fans. <laughs> so anytime I get a chance for a good team to, you know, go head-to-head with the Tigers, I got to go with them. So I'm taking Texas A&M plus four and a half. Um, I'm only taking the points because Auburn is a good team this year except when they play Georgia, of course. Um, so I, yep. I think the Aggies will have enough in the tank to keep it close. They're at home. Kyle Field, College Station, be rocking. Um, I think I yep. think they keep it within four. It'll be a good game to watch. Then we, uh, we, All right. we got down in West Lafayette, Indiana, at ross Aid Stadium. We have Purdue versus Michigan State. Michigan State got really, really, really big game against Michigan last weekend and won it. Um, was one of our picks last week. So I'm going to keep riding that train, and I'm going to go Michigan State minus three. I think that their gotcha. defense is real. 
Um, I think their running back, he scored four touchdowns against Michigan in East Lansing last weekend, and I just think he keeps the ball rolling. Um, he he looked unstoppable against that Michigan defense. Now, if Purdue wins, or if Michigan only wins by one, you lose the bet, right? Um, yes. Yeah, so they have to win by at least three points. Well, actually, it's four points, because if they win by three points, it's just a push. You don't win or lose your money. Um, you would get okay. whatever money you put on them back if they only win by three. So gotcha. yeah, they got to win by four or more. Um, and then gotcha. the last uh, straight up bet I got, we're going to move to the NFL. You know, we talked a lot in this podcast about Mike White. He made a big splash for the Jets. Uh, they're matched up in uh, Indianapolis against the Colts in Lucas Oil Stadium. I think the Jets... They're going to keep it within 10 and a half points, Ricky. I'm taking the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Oh, my goodness. That's going to be the upset of the week, okay, guys. Go I'm going to go ahead and say that's the upset of the week. You know the payout on that, Adam? I don't. It's uh, I'm not exactly sure what the payout was. Um, usually when you take the points like that, it, there's not very big. But that would be one I may throw into a parlay, um, you know, just to – to get the averages up a little bit to have a bigger payout. Get it spicy. Yes, sir. Um, and it, for a parlay, um, you know, parlay for that money, we're going to go with the Braves game six. I'm riding them. We're putting them in that parlay. Then we got the Bills, okay. a straight up win. They're favored in their game, but I'm going to pick them straight up where they don't have to cover any kind of spread. They just got to win. Baby win. They just got to win. All right. And then uh, I'm going to go tonight, the Lakers. Um, I think they get... A W. Um, they're still, I think, struggling on the injury bus, but uh, they find a way to win tonight. Um, throw a five on there and make some money. And dude, awesome. Let's, dude. let's get another weekend. See what? <laughs> let's, let's 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 win about you know seventy five percent like we did last weekend. We'll be we'll be doing good. Awesome, dude. Well, Ricky, that's a wrap, my friend. All right, man. Let's get the hell out of here. We'll catch you next week, guys. Yes, sir. Peace out.